and welcome to this week's episode of Do You Still Like Me? A podcast for the unhinged by the unhinged. My name is Jace. And my name is Ree. How are you, how you doing this week, Ree? <laughs> What's the haps? What's the goss? What's the haps? What's the goss? Um, I'm really fucking tired. <laughs> Like really, that's the goss, is it? Uh, I was hoping for something a little juicier, well, rather than what we hear every single week. Uh, shut up! I mean, look, I I don't have much going on in my life right now, unfortunately. It doesn't make for very salacious podcasting. Um, <laughs> I yeah, I mean, look, uh, New South Wales is pretty much open again. Um, we are mm-hmm. now, I think it's over ninety percent double dosed. Fantastic, wonderful, fuck yeah, yeah. Um, so I can go out and do things again, uh, but I'm so tired. (laughs) (laughs) Do you still have to wear masks? Uh, in certain situations, like on public transport and stuff. And, um, actually there is something I can tell you about. I did do something on Wednesday night. Um, tell me. So I've mentioned many, many, many a time that, uh, one of my best friends, Atoyne works at my favorite pub, which is fantastic. Um, it means that I get to hear about stuff that's going on pretty early. So she'll be like, oh, mm-hmm. we're having bands on this night or, oh, this thing's happening on this night. Uh, so on Wednesday, they started up what's going to be a monthly event for them, which is like a cult horror movie night. Oh, mate, mate. That is right up your oh, alley. Oh, when I tell you, when I fucking tell you. Okay, so picture this. It's like... um. The yep. back area of the pub, the outdoor area, is covered up. So um, there's lots of tables and booths and stuff. And on one wall, they had a big screen for a projector. Uh, me and my bestie and a couple of other people that worked at the pub were, but were not on shift that night were in a booth. Um, and there was another booth behind us with some other people in it. And because it was like the introductory night, they didn't screen a movie. They basically just did like a, they, we watched lots of trailers and they did like a talk and it was like kind of like a rundown of like the history of horror movies. Um, and I made a fucking fool of myself because, because I would not shut up the entire time because my poor bestie, Atoyne sitting next to me had to put up with me info dumping about half Uh the movie. I'm sitting there and I'm talking just as much as the hosts are. <laughs> like I physically could not help myself. I was so excited. Oh, I was having an amazing time. And then in this booth behind us, there's a guy who is doing pretty much the exact same thing. <laughs> so there were various points at the night where I was just kind of turning around and looking at him while he was talking and just kind of like this eye contact, like, oh, yeah, you're, you're one of us too. You're a fucking nerd. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, it was really, really fun. And then after the event was done, that guy came and sat in our booth and I ended up talking to him for like another two hours. Wow. <laughs> like everyone's like, you two, you need to talk. You're going to get along. Uh, and we did. That's <laughs> at one cool. Point, at one point, everyone else went inside to play pool and we're still sitting there just talking, nonstop talking, just just spewing all of this uh, nerdy bullshit out of our mouths. Um, so yeah, so I think I'm going to go back to that pretty much every month now. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to come to all of these too. I'm like, excellent. Good. Uh, we can sit together away from the other people. <laughs> and we can just fucking info dump all night. Um, but that was really fun. It was nice to kind of like, 
I know I've said this a few times because I have gone out a couple of times since restrictions have been lifted, but this was the first night where I kind of like did a thing as opposed to just, oh, I'm just going to go to the pub or I'm just going to mm. go hang out. Went with to my an friends. event. I went it was to an actual an, event. I went to an event. Ooh. And what I learned uh, from this event is that I'm insufferable, but we already knew that. So you didn't learn anything, really. You knew everything about the movies. Yeah, you knew yeah. that you were insufferable. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, I got into a dialogue with the hosts at a couple of points. Like they, they would, they would like throw out some questions or like say something, and I'd be like, I'd be like fucking Hermione, Hermione. Granger, right? And I'm like, me, 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 me. I know this thing. Oh, I know this thing about don't look now. Like, oh, I fucking, I went off. Okay. <laughs> I love was, that. Yeah, no, it was, it was nice um and it is nice to kind of uh have an occasional reminder that my brain is not wet ham all of the time i do Mm. know things i retain a lot of information it's just about things that i actually find interesting exactly and that's what a lot of people like us do oh stuff that we find interesting yes we'll we'll take that yes stuff that we are not interested in uh literally like slips through our fingers like sand like in terms of pop culture things, I am a sponge. Like mm-hmm. I know so many bits and pieces of stuff. I I mean, I think we've talked about this before, just the obsessive going on IMDB while yes. the movie is still playing and you yes. are sitting with people and it's like, no, I need yes. this thing. No, 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 no. So like I've absorbed all of these bits and pieces of information. I know shit about movies I haven't even watched. Yeah, me um, too. <laughs> I just really love trivia. I love to know yes. things. And... I I just, I need to know where things were recorded, how they were Mm. recorded. Mm -hmm. I want to know the ins and the outs. I want to, that's why um, that series on Netflix, the movies that made us, that is so good. You should should check that that out. It's got a lot of um, the old school horror movies. It's got the Christmas favorite movies. It's got lots of uh, old movies that, yeah, movies that made us. So the movies that we're obsessed with, the cult movies, that made us who we are. Wow. Funny that. Uh, Yeah, the the title of the show. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's the thing. They did the thing. They said the thing. (laughs) That picture of Leonardo DiCaprio pointing at the TV screen. That's that's me. That's me so much. All of the fucking time. When I try not to info dump in the middle of a movie or a show that I know stuff about, it's so hard and Michael's so used to difficult. it that he'll ask me questions about things that we're watching together for the first time. He'll be like, what's that guy doing? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I ha- I, ha- I know as much about this as you do, but I think because he's so used to me being like, <laughs> Just that person everything. was in this and they got this role because of this and that this happened. He's so <laughs> used to that, that he just asks out of habit. That's like, really sweet, though. I That's don't know. That's very cute. That's extremely cute. Oh, my and God. And he has ADHD as well. So yeah. we're a nightmare. It can take us a very long time to watch, like, a 20-minute episode of something if mm. something in the episode piques our interest. Yeah. It's it's paused. Paused. Yeah. And paused. we're need to look deep it up down the hole. I, I will frequently be watching stuff on my laptop and – I will exit out of the screen of what I'm watching and open a web browser and it's Wikipedia, IMDb, TV tropes open. Yep. 
And like, yep. I will still be listening to what's happening while I'm like doing my little clack, 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 looking stuff up. Like it, I am truly insufferable. But then also there have been times where I'll be watching things and I need to pause it in the middle of watching it and go watch some TikToks because I'm like understimulated. <laughs> it's not that I don't, mm. it's not that I don't like the thing. My brain is just like, okay, we need to switch it up just, just for a few minutes. Yeah. Just, just need, need to need switch a break. it up. Yeah. Sometimes I'll, so I'll literally like get up and just like do a couple laps of my room um or I'll stop <laughs> there has been many a time where I've closed out a YouTube video to go open another YouTube video and then come back to the original YouTube video like it, it needs to be constant just constant stimulation um constant looking things up do you find that when people send you links to videos it's just like feels like such a fucking effort. Yes. Does it feel like a mammoth effort? Yes. If people send me a screen recording of a TikTok, I maybe will watch it. Yeah. If they send me a link to TikTok, I'm like, God, this is too many steps. I've opened the message and now you want me to click a link and mm-hmm. then open it there. Yeah. And that, like, yep. that is too much. What do mm-hmm. you want from me? This is why I don't send you TikToks too often. And if I do, I will literally save the video itself and just send you the video. Yeah. Yeah. Thank like, you, because I, that's very helpful to me. <laughs> I sent you the, the one I sent you the other day. Um, I, I sent Jace a TikTok of someone singing that song. It's like, L is for the way you look at me. <laughs> but it was like, um, F is for the way you fuck with me. L is for a liberal arts degree. And then they stop degree. in the middle and they're like, wait, I forgot how to spell love. <laughs> I, the whole thing was very funny. Um, but yeah, I'm not just going to sit here and reenact TikToks on the podcast. That's fucking stupid. But um, yeah, I specifically recorded that and sent it to Jace because I'm like, Jace is going to think this is very funny <laughs> because not only was it kind of shit we do. Yeah. Not only was it funny, like it was just someone, someone forgetting how to spell a word in the middle of singing a of song. Spelling the word. Yeah. Yeah. Just like very resonated resonated with it's like if Gwen Stefani forgot how to spell bananas in the middle of of Hollaback Girl oh my god that would be that would be really sad (laughs) I was obsessed with that song I was obsessed with Gwen Stefani's very early solo career Mm. I was before she was Harajuku girl. No, no, no. This, this, this is the Harajuku during Harajuku. Yeah, during yeah. Harajuku yeah. girl. That first yeah. solo album. I was obsessed. When I tell you, I was obsessed. Mm. I remember. Um, there. So it was a weekend that I was with my dad. Um, back before he moved to Queensland, and I was still a child, and we still had to do the dual custody thing. Um, and. He had, like, taken me and Shane and the lady he was dating at the time, we were, like, at an event for her family. I <laughs> literally went and sat in the car because I I was just like, no, I'm overstimulated. I don't want to – no people, no people. No, no, no. God, so I, I loved the car. I would oh, do that as well, yeah. just sit in the car yes, when you've got too yes. much. So yes. I went and sat in the car and I had my Discman – Discman – and I, I didn't have the album. I had a copy of the CD single for What You Waiting For. That was the first single from that album. It, very good song. Really good song. Yeah. The video was great. Oh, I was like deep in my like 
I was starting to get into my emo phase at this point, but I was like, no, this is a banger. This is a fucking banger. So I sat in the car. I listened to that song on my Discman on repeat because it was the CD (laughs) single. So I was just listening to that one song on a loop Mm -hmm. and I was reading, (laughs) I was reading um, the first three books of Lemony Snicket's A Series of Unfortunate Events because I had the first three collected in one volume because it was a movie tie-in. So I'm sitting in my dad's car reading this thick-ass book, listening to one song on repeat. How was it not obvious (laughs) that I have ADHD? Re, (laughs) this is not going to surprise you, but I did almost the exact same thing, except it was with Aqua's Barbie Girl single. Oh, my God. (laughs) And I was reading The Hobbit. (laughs) I just always, that's, I always had my Discman and a bunch of CDs. Yeah. And I always had a book. Yeah. And I was, yeah, the the car was just a safe The car was always the safe haven because like. It felt like a hug. Yes. Yes. I think the thing that we were at, I think we were at like a river or a beach or something. So it was a warm day. It was a warm day too. And I would have been in my black fucking cargo pants because this is like, mm-hmm. what, like, like 13 year old re. Like, and yet being in that car, probably getting a bit too warm, it felt super comforting to me. Yep. Like, I don't know. I, I yeah. don't do well in heat a lot of the time, but there are certain kinds of heat that I actually embrace. I love being in hot cars. I love being in hot cars. <laughs> we need to. <laughs> We need to get a sign up. You know, that one, like, they have water. The air conditioning is on. They're listening to their favourite song. Please don't break the window. No, but that was literally me. I was in the car yeah. listening to my favourite song. I didn't have the air conditioner on, but I was fine with that. Because, like, it was when you're in the car, just in the sun, it's a very dry heat. And, like, this is so fucking mm. stereotypical. Oh, but it was a dry heat. But that's my thing is, like, I love dry he- I hate humidity. Um... And we know that I hate humidity because I also hate the fucking rain. We've spoken about this a yep. whole bunch about how much I hate the rain. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, being in the rain, the rain itself is wonderful. Rain sounds, love it. Having to go outside and do things in the we rain. We just want to say Rhea is not pro drought. Rhea is pro I'm not pro drought. I'd like to make my stance on this very clear. Um, but just having to like be outside in the rain, not, not a fan. So like dry heat, I'm actually, I'm so down for dry heat. I love a dry heat. Um, (laughs) so yeah, like, and can I ask you something? Of course you can. When you hear Barbie girl now, does Mm -hmm. your brain connect it to the Hobbit? Because I tell you what. I think so. Every single time I hear What You Waiting For by Gwen Stefani, I am violently pulled back to that car and to reading mm. Lemony Snicket's A Series of Unfortunate Events. <laughs> oh, my God. And I loved that movie, too. Of course I did. It's got my got one of my favourite people in it, uh, Jim Carrey. Um, mm-hmm. And this, this was after The Crush had started. And yeah. I am disappointed in myself to say that even the way he looked in that movie <laughs> I was like hell yeah baby yeah oh my god Count Olaf could get it 
Count on love. Oh, get it. Love. <laughs> um, you know that uh, meme hmm. that is, um, I posted it. It's the picture of the disc bin and it says, what were you listening to on this? Yes. Like, and I said, the EP of the 24-year-old that groomed me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think of when I see Discman's is uh, oh underage God. gigs. It's fine. I can laugh about it now because I'm like, I mean, it traumatized me, but I'm safe now. So I can yes. now I can laugh and joke about it. Yes. All I listened to was pretty much at one point local bands who played underage gigs at like Quakers Hill Community Center. Yeah. Um Blacktown yes. Community Center, all the community center gigs. And it's Masonic. God, it just takes me back. Yes, the Masonic Center. Holy fuck. Battle mm. of the Bands at the Masonic Center. Holy shit. And it just takes me back to that. Mm. That was the time when I was wearing my massive <laughs> Kevin Smith style jorts. I, I um, and men's t shirts <laughs> and skate shoes. Oh yep, Jason the Jorts. Yep, of course you were. And just going to those gigs, I didn't drink alcohol at that point. I was just hopped up on V energy drinks and listening to music with my friends. Being groomed by a, <laughs> oh, by a lead singer of a punk band. I probably know who you're talking about, but you may need to yeah. confirm it for me. Off mic. We're not. Yeah, we're not gonna, like, yeah, yeah. We're not gonna have. Uh, we're not gonna have a slander suit against us. No. <laughs> although, I mean, I feel like possibly I have the upper hand in this case. But it's Ooh, weird right. that juicy. When I would tell people about this because this guy I ended up actually dating when I was 15 and he was 25 and yeah this guy he like wrote songs about me and fully he was like full on like it was yeah (laughs) um but when I would tell people about it I was the bad guy are you fucking kidding me? Make that make sense. You like were I would a tell child. people at school. I'd be like, oh, oh yeah, my boyfriend, God. blah, blah, blah. And then I'd mention how old he was and people would get angry at me. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, I can't believe you'd be so stupid. Like, why would yeah, you like, do that? That's disgusting. Why would you do something like that? It's like, well, why would he do that? Like, <laughs> you're a exactly. child. I'm not the He's one doing adult. it. <laughs> I'm like... I, a child obsessed with the punk scene going to underage gigs where mm-hmm. adults are playing. Mm-hmm. And he's and the one choosing to hit on a 15-year-old. Yeah, and I felt super special because he had a car and he was, you know, living out of home and he chose me and he was writing songs about me. And at that point, I was this little, like, I loved all the famous punk bands and... I was really into that kind of like musicians and skaters and he was both. And it was like, this is amazing. This is like my Cinderella moment. And looking back now, I just want to help little baby Jace and be like, this is honey, this is not, you know, he's not good for you. He's a bad person, but everyone was so angry at me. That's so not fair on you. That's, 
that's fucking ridiculous. When I think of what I was listening to on my Discman back in those days, um, the the two albums. Well, obviously there was a lot of mix CDs because mm-hmm. this was like the age of LimeWire. Lime a lot of mix CDs. Um, but two albums that I listened to the most on that Discman, and this will not shock you or anyone at all, at all. It was American Idiot mm-hmm. by Green Day. Um, that album was super important to me in my early teens. Like thinking about it now, I'm like, whoa, I was obsessed with that album. Like, and the, I say the... that I don't like Green Day, but I really did love that album. Yeah, no, I'm the same. Like that album was so fucking good. Like I, and I think because it was a concept album, I, I really mm-hmm. dug that. A rock opera. Yes, yes. Which leads into the second album that I listened to on my Discman a lot, which will surprise no one. And it was Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge by My Chemical Romance. Do you like my t-shirt, Jace? <laughs> it's beautiful. It's, it's, I'm, li- it's I'm literally, the cover of- it, yeah, it's the co- I'm literally wearing a t-shirt that's the cover of that album right now. <laughs> I, I purchased it at JB Hi-Fi the other day. <laughs> Ooh, look at you. It feels like it's 2004 again. I know. I Buying know. band t-shirts at, at music shops. I know. I know. Fucking wild. Um, but yeah, my copy of Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge got so scratched up that like at the end it was pretty much unplayable but I still have it Mm. in a box somewhere because I refuse to get rid of it you should frame it I should like I should in a little shadow box type thing yeah that would be cute um but yeah but I have Spotify now so it's fine to see these all scratched up and I also happen to have this album on vinyl as well so yeah I I I feel the need to like people should know this already but like that album is basically the reason that i am the person that i am you should make your own uh show the album that made us oh my god that would be really cool i mean i'm I'm sure pitch it it probably already exists but yeah i mean if it doesn't fuck yeah and that'll that's going to be the first episode and it will be five Mm -hmm. hours long and then the show will end after that because no one will want to listen to it anymore because they'll be like, wow, did Reed just talk about my chemical romance for five hours? And my answer will be, yeah, I really trimmed that down. I trimmed it <laughs> right down, baby, right down. But, oh you trim me right down, baby, right down. Um, what I remember of the Green Day album is I have this very specific memory because that at this point in time was the album that I listened to over and over. I don't yeah. know how you were, but no, no, when I got I was a new same. album, that I was, was the same. It. Yep. Over, yep. And over, over and over and over and over. Over and over. And I that was the one that I had on rotation at the time. So I had my discman and I had that album. Mm-hmm. And we went to my uncle's place, who wasn't actually an uncle, they were from Uruguay. Uruguay. And they made paella and I was vegetarian at the time. Yes. And my dad and mum did not tell these people that I was vegetarian. Oh, no. And so I rocked up and everything had meat and seafood in it. And I was just sitting there like, oh, thank you, no thank you, sitting there with nothing. And my dad was furious. He's like, just eat the rice out of the paella and just – you know, eat around the meat, eat like, and I was just like, no, I'm not, I'm a vegetarian. I don't eat meat. You know this, I do not eat meat. Yeah. And then of course I was being bratty because I wasn't eating anything. Oh, yeah. And yep. <laughs> I remember 
dad said, wait until we finish eating and I'll go around the corner and I'll get you a little pizza from the little pizza shop. So I had to wait sitting at the table while everyone was eating. And then he went and got me pizza, which was like a veggie pizza. And then I sat on the couch with my earbuds in listening to that Green Day album oh my God. over and over as I ate my pizza alone and all the parents oh uh, got drunk. Oh, my God. <laughs> and that's like my one memory that I think of when I think of that album. We had such similar childhoods. Because <laughs> the amount of times when I was like a kid – The amount of times when I was a kid um, that we would go to like family things or extended family things and uh, what was on offer for me was a few lettuce leaves and mm-hmm. some carrot uh, and bread and I didn't eat bread. Which fuck yeah now. Like, like now? now? Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. But like back then I was like, oh, I felt really left out. And yeah, I did not eat bread. Um, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I've actually never been a big bread person. Um, I know this. Yeah. <laughs> Feeding me back then was difficult. It's still, yes, it's I know still this. difficult now. <laughs> um, but at least now lots of places have vegetarian options. And also I'm an adult and I make my own money so I, <laughs> I can order my own food. I, I'm not, re- I'm not reliant on adults to feed me. Yes. I'm re- and the adults don't get angry at you yes. for changing orders, yes. which I don't know about you, but I got that a fucking lot. Oh, um, so when I was a kid, um, we, every Friday, I may have mentioned this before, every Friday we would get takeaway and go to Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. And most of the time it was McDonald's, of which I ate literally nothing mm-hmm. but the ice cream because I didn't like potatoes. And I honestly, yep, I, you still don't, really I like still potatoes. don't like potatoes. Um, so yeah, so Mum would make me dinner, but then also when we went to McDonald's, she would get me a little chocolate sundae and a, and a Sprite because obviously you had to yep. get me a Sprite. But I felt so bad. But also at the same mm. time, I was like, why do I need to feel bad? Like, yeah. you know, my mum never really made me feel super bad about how I ate. My dad, on the other hand, was... Yeah, yeah, had a lot less patience. Yes, yes, yes. But now I can order my own veggie pizzas. And in fact, talking about this now, I might get one after we finish <laughs> recording because I'm like, damn, I've barely eaten today. <laughs> it's one of those days where I just forgot to eat. People always, like family members, like to have a go at me for being so lenient with Mally about what she eats. She is... She has sensory issues. I'm not going to go into like her diagnoses and all that kind of stuff, but she has a lot of trouble with eating. She has, she eats a lot of the same foods and then uh, like she has a lot of safe foods. It's not much variety and she will legitimately have a panic attack if she's asked to eat something else or if something she doesn't like is even put in front of her as an option, she loses it. Yeah. And I get a lot of shit from people about how lenient I am with her, but I think back to how I was treated. Like I remember being yelled at at the dinner table because I didn't want to eat squash. And to this day I can't eat squash because like I would eat all my spinach, which I loved, all my broccoli, which I loved. I wouldn't eat cooked carrots. I got yelled at for that because I hated cooked carrots. I would eat raw ones. Just fucking give me the raw ones. Like yeah. it's not much more effort. It's the but same I remember, thing. 
I remember sitting at the dinner table being screamed at and told I was not leaving unless I ate the the squash, which was the last veggie on my plate. I remember crying my eyes out. Mm. I remember being told that I eat too much of one thing. I don't eat enough of the Ooh. other thing. I was on diet shakes and Gabby put me on diet pills and I – it was – she was like, I'm not going to buy you new clothes unless you go down to a certain size. Jesus. And that's the kind of shit that fucked me up. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. And it's why I, trigger warning, I guess I should, should have probably said, but I think if you listen to this podcast, you know that there's going to be a lot of fucking triggering shit. Yeah. You know um, what that's why I have a lot of disordered eating even to this day. And mm -hmm. I don't have, I think we've spoken before, I don't have a problem with how my body looks. Yeah. I never uh, restrict or do anything like that because I want to be smaller. It's purely, it's such a fucking weird thing. It's weird to, because eating is such a natural thing that everyone does and needs to do to survive. But because of things that happened in our childhood, it's like we have such a complicated relationship with it. And I don't want to oh, do that to my kids. Yeah. 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 I will not do that to my kids. If I sit there with my kid because she's not eating vegetables and I tell her, you are not leaving the table unless you eat the vegetables, she will not. Eat. She won't eat it for starters. She will starve mm. herself. She will sooner yeah. starve yeah. herself than eat something that is um, feels unsafe to her. If I sat there and did that and I yelled at her, that would fuck her up. I don't want to do that. And I get a lot of shit from family members like you're too lenient on her. You, you know, she's got these brain things that if you open the packet of noodles upside down, she won't eat it. Oh my God. It has to be the right way. I was like, I did that. I did that as well. <laughs> I did that as well. Oh my, like seriously, seriously. Okay. One of my safe foods when I was a kid was mm -hmm. uh, plas like the plastic cheese slices, but yep. they had to be bigger brand. Mm -hmm. And they had to be one specific kind. So like there were mm -hmm. different, there are a couple of different kinds, like different like thicknesses or whatever. They had to be, I forget what they were, but I know that they were the ones in the blue packet. So if someone got me the ones in the purple packet, I not, wouldn't touch it, would not touch it. Even though literally it's the same kind of cheese. It was just like different thickness or whatever. And I had to open the slice a certain way. And I mm -hmm. had to eat the slice of cheese a certain way. I couldn't just yeah, fucking take smelly. a chunk out of it. I had to eat it in a very specific order. I would take three three bites along one edge, flip it over. So the edge with the bites was now at the bottom. Take three bites along that top edge. And then mm -hmm. I would fold it twice. And so it was like a little cube at that point, And then I would eat the mm -hmm. rest of it. That was the only way I could eat it. I couldn't eat it any other way. It had to be those specific cheese slices. It couldn't be anything else. Yeah, that sounds exactly like Mally. Yeah. And that's the thing. <laughs> I, I have promised myself that I will not make her feel bad for that. Yeah. Or make her feel weird for that. If she's eating, I don't give a fuck how she does it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's the thing. Because like, I know that, that she will have a really shitty relationship with food if I try and dictate how she eats things mm -hmm. she is extremely specific yeah with the things that she will eat and how she will eat them mm -hmm. and if you deviate from it panic attack yeah and that's her yeah. part of her brain makeup that's mm -hmm. 
that's just how she is. And it's not something that can be disciplined out of her. And if I try, that will damage the fuck out of her. So I'm not gonna <laughs> not gonna sit there and be like, eat normally, like be yeah, normal. Because yeah. that's not like that's not helpful. Yeah. She can't it's a brain thing. It's yeah. like her brain literally will not allow it. Yeah. And like, like you and t- t- you and I are walking proof of how much being treated like that when you're yep. younger can affect you growing up. My relationship with food is fucked. Mm-hmm. Um trigger warning but i have spoken about this in the past like i i still currently have an eating disorder yeah and i still struggle with it a lot um yeah and feel like yeah go yeah no it's just like it's still a thing that i struggle with at nearly 30 years old and i don't know how different it would be if my childhood was different i Mm -hmm. You know, I might still have one. I might be totally fine. I might have one, but it's different. Like, I don't know that for sure. But I do know that there were things in my childhood that made me look at food in a different way and made my relationship with food not healthy. And it's still not healthy. I don't have a healthy relationship with eating at all. (laughs) I really... I'm terrified of, of my kids going through what we went through and what we still go through yeah and I just still today like you've been shopping with me if we go Mm. shopping and we are looking at clothes or whatever I'll Mm -hmm. I'll pick something up I'll really like it and I'll go oh but you know I don't really deserve it like it's like oh yeah why don't I deserve it my brain is telling me that I don't deserve to have this new piece of clothing Mm -hmm. because why because I I haven't earned it by getting smaller like my mum would would tell me to do before she yeah. bought me clothes like yeah. it's it's so weird it's it's especially weird because I don't hate how my body looks like I said before but I still have these thoughts mm. that have been just bashed into my fucking head like who puts their 14 year old on diet pills who fucking does that? That's Who ridiculous. puts their 13-year-old on mirror replacement shakes? And like your body... You is... knew me when I was 15. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't that big. No. And like even if I was, whatever, what the fuck, whatever the fuck, it doesn't fucking matter. But... I... And your body is still growing at that stage. At that too. age, yeah. It's still growing and it's still developing. So things like that, like doing that to your body when you're that young, that can like fuck up your development as well, yeah. like physically not only mentally, but physically as well. I really feel like that could have contributed to my chronic pain that I experience now is because all of that shit was happening to me while my body was still growing. Oh, yeah. And do you know how fucking embarrassing it is? This is going to be gross. So if you don't like, like, body secretion stuff, like, tune out. Hell yeah, I love body secretions. (laughs) I'm Um, here for it, baby. But do you know how embarrassing it is as a young teen mm. to have to wear panty liners every single day because the pills that your mum got you prescribed from the doctor make you leak oil? Oh, it's those ones. Yeah, those oh ones God. that made you leak oil. Because wasn't wasn't that what Kevin Smith was on as well? I don't know, but I hey, think Kev. I think that's what he was on as well. But like, was I he, Kevin Smith? I think yes, because I was. <laughs> 
kids to see Clerks. You just are Kevin Smith. But I'm like, Kevin Smith. Why don't I have is, Kevin Smith's money? The difference there is, is like he was an adult when he did that. He made that choice. Like he had yeah, he that made autonomy. That, yeah. You were forced to do that as a child. I'm like, oh, so like, leak, was it out your butt? Sorry to be so I'm frank. not sh- <laughs> I'm not sure. I think it might have been if I feel like vagina, but that's probably because I was like wearing panty liners. Yeah. liners. But yeah, I think it was out my butt. I'm going to look it up later. And I know it had an X in the name, the pill, but I just have this memory of being at West Point, hanging out with my friends and going to the toilet and just having to change my panty liner because it had oil on it. It's fucking heartbreaking. It's so, and I think I push that kind of experience down a lot and I play, play it for jokes a lot. Like, oh, gonna need an oil change, like that kind of thing. But <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You made the joke. You made the joke. Yeah, I, you can laugh at it. It's fine. I'm okay now. Well, I mean, I'm fucked up now, but like I'm past it now. But it's like a joke about it, but it's a really fucked thing. It's abusive. Yeah. And I remember being on the shakes. Uh, I think it was Opti fast at the time but I think it's opti slim now oh uh, yeah it's I think it's opti slim they were the most disgusting things and I remember I had to have two every day to replace two meals I had breakfast and two shakes Jeez. and I remember Gabby being furious with me because she spent a lot of money on the shakes and I was just taking the shake taking a sachet out and chucking it at the back of the cupboard behind everything because I didn't want to drink them because they were so fucking disgusting like oh yuck think of dishwater like dirty dishwater with Milo mixed uh, up. That's what it was like. It was fucking putrid. Uh, but I remember chucking it at the back of the cupboard and she would keep buying them because the sachets would keep going. Like she would think that I was taking them. And then she cleaned the cupboard out one day and she found like three boxes worth of these oh OptiFast sachets. Oh and she was God. so fucking angry. She's like, do you know how much this cost me? And I was in so much trouble. But fuck I was so but does gross. she know I how much it cost you emotionally and physically like Jesus fucking Christ yeah, she that's, doesn't know that's ooh, oh boy that's... I don't think she would even acknowledge that she fucked me up in any way we're gonna need she some would big spicy you, trigger warnings for this episode yeah <laughs> she would tell you that I wanted it you wanted it you hated being fat you wanted to be skinny it's like well narcissistic like, mother even if I did yeah even if I did, it's not your job as a mother to go, we'll get you on the diet pills, we'll get you the shakes, I'll get you a personal trainer. Yeah. It's your job as a mother to go, you are beautiful and perfect the way that you are. If you want, we will get, uh, all of us will start eating healthier. We'll go through this together. We'll go for walks as a family together. We can all, you know, yeah. do this shit together. That's yeah. your job as a parent is to be like, look, there's nothing wrong with you. But if you're feeling sluggish and bad and you want to be healthier, then we yeah. can make changes together. It's you don't go, yeah. you don't go, yeah, you're right. You're fucking mahusi. Let's go fucking <laughs> to the doctor and get you pills. It's yeah, like, that's fucked. <sighs> it's, it's really, yeah. I was fucked yeah. up a lot as a kid. And I think I, um, I get in these moments where I'm like, oh, it wasn't that bad. I'm, I'm exaggerating. I'm being too harsh to cut off my mother. I'm, you know, I shouldn't talk badly about her because I had a good childhood. I was, we, we did things. We were, I was loved and 
then I remember things like this. Reese looking you at on, me like, She put you on diet fuck? pills as a child. <laughs> <laughs> Just like oh, the most incredulous like, look on my face like, mm, yeah. really? <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> then I look back at this, at this kind of stuff that happened and I'm like, man, that's really fucked up. Yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Do You Still Like Me, where we unpack childhood trauma. Um, yep. <laughs> well, I mean, that is the reason that we started this podcast in the first place. Is yeah. We wanted a place to be able to express uh, our experiences and our ideas, of, particularly about mental health and about trauma. Um, yeah, and also just, make fun of it because and also make fun of it. We just also <laughs> happen to talk about a lot of a, a, a lot of other bullshit, and sometimes yes. we can't even make words come out of our mouths properly. Exactly. Uh, but that's yeah. why you love us. It's endearing. <laughs> I mean, I would fucking hope it's endearing at this point. We're how many episodes in? Like <laughs> almost oh, forty. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Wild. I remember. I remember being at. Okay, this is gonna. This is weird because it's you know, a lot of stuff that I've buried and mm. I can't remember anything, but mm-hmm. I remember old West Point crossroads mm-hmm. wanting yep. this, wanting this tweed, um, like business jacket. Oh that my had God. One button in the middle. Oh my God. The fucking chokehold in the, <laughs> in the early two thousands that jackets like <laughs> that tweed had jackets. On. It Why? was tweed jackets, velvet jackets, tweed overcoats. Why did kids want tweed jackets? They wanted they wanted a tweed jacket and then they wanted to wear three-quarter leggings or jeans with a skirt over it as well and a yep. tank top yep. layered. That was that was yeah. a fit back in the day. I remember wanting I this feel jacket so, ancient. so bad. <laughs> yeah. And it was a size 14 mm-hmm. and Gabby said, I'll buy that for you when you fit into a size 12 i'll buy it in a 12 when you fit into a 12 i'm not going to buy it for you if you're a 14 wow (laughs) and i remember wanting that so bad i was heartbroken yeah and then but now looking back i'm like well she probably did me a favor because i was a fucking teenager trying to dress up in a tweed jacket so (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much gabby for that i appreciate it a lot (laughs) look you, you you gotta take the good with the bad the bad with the good you got oh, the no. jacket you totally you know, got the traums but also you there are no photos of you wearing a tweed jacket so Look, i i have been very meticulous about scrubbing my presence off the early internet um mm. <laughs> there are probably some truly awful photos of me out there um but yeah, I've got some of them. I I know, which is terrifying. <laughs> I'm gonna post some of them. <laughs> of course you fucking are. I mean, look, uh, the post that you did with those photos of us, where oh, we yeah, where we were literally we haven't mentioned it on the pod. We were hanging out in a gutter <laughs> near yeah. your house. There was this there's this grassy area behind the house that I grew up in, mm-hmm. and there's like a, a stormwater area with yes, a yes. a overpass type mm-hmm. thing with the you know the scary it style yeah like drainage drain type thing, things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We would just hang out there, and we then one day there. we decided to do a photo shoot, we and did I remember a fucking photo shoot. Oh my god! The uh, the photos from this are on 
they're the on the Instagram. They're on the Instagram if you want to see how truly awkward we were. It's tragic. I oh my god. Look like a baby giraffe going through its goth phase. Yeah, learning. What how were to my walk. legs doing? I was doing that like knock kneed thing the whole time. Why? Why was I doing that? I don't know. Oh I look god. like I was auditioning for a Beatles cover band with my bowl cut and my Beatles t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. You were wearing magenta tights. Yes. With the little like with little Mary Janes. Like yeah. fucking little heel we, Mary Janes. Like we would have killed it on early Tumblr, honestly. Oh, we fucking oath we would have. <laughs> we we really missed it. it. Like we were ahead of our time. We were a little bit ahead of our time cuz like that very kind of like um like twee indie style. Yeah. That was very much what you were doing at the time. I did not know what I I, I would wear anything I would dress you as up. long as it was black. <laughs> you did dress me up a few times. You did. You you put me in things. Uh I put Re in a grey Back to the Future t shirt. Oh that photo. And a green cardigan. Oh no, that photo. And they held some books yeah. and had a, my glasses, I think, at that mm-hmm. point. It was, it, it was I didn't wear them yet. It's my funny because I, I wear them now more than you do. <laughs> yeah. I will be blind for, like, I will, I will I will not use my aid, my visual aid. <laughs> but uh, I did raise hair in two plaits mm-hmm. and took some photos. Yeah. And did you know that very grey Back to the Future shirt is now Elsa's favourite shirt? Aww. Elsa has that now and wears that. That's really cute. That very shirt that you wore. That's really cute. Because, yeah, I think you were styling me as, like, a nerd and we did a lot of photo shoots. Yeah, I was trying to do some sort of, yeah. The amount of photo shoots we did back in the day. (laughs) Rhi was my little doll. I was. I was. I don't know if you guys know this, but, like, Jace, well, Jace used to have, like, a fancy camera. Yes. You were, you were I have it still, but I don't use it. I was a little, um, gig slut is what you'd call it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes when we would be hanging out at Jace's house and we were bored, like Jace would literally just, we would just do a little photo shoot for, yep. for shits and I just grab shit from my house and be yeah. like, wear this, put this on, let me do your makeup like this. And you'd yeah. be like, okay. I'd be like, okay, my nice older friend is paying attention to me. Yay. Oh God, now I sound like the groomer. No, I don't know. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like that. It was like a big sister type situation. Was yeah. Very much how I, viewed I always it. wanted a sister and I yeah. just had a little brother who, um, didn't let me dress him up <laughs> which is funny because you, you look at him now and yeah he probably would have loved it now yeah but yeah, yeah we did lots of um little photo shoots and that photo shoot at the back of my house mm. I'm holding my fancy camera and using my backup camera on a tripod with yes a you were holding the camera <laughs> I loved that camera I sell you shirts of that camera of a photo of that camera oh my god on yes. Redbubble yes it sells Still sells wow. like at least twenty a year. Holy so there's shit. heaps of people walking around with a photo of my camera on their t-shirt. They don't know that that camera was used to take photos of me as a nerd. <laughs> they don't know how many weird selfies I took with that camera. A lot like, of weird I selfies. I took the weirdest selfies. I went through a stage selfies. where I was on Flickr doing the three six five selfie thing. Yes, I'm just that. taking selfies in mm-hmm. a weird way, mm-hmm. in reflections, in just body parts like yeah. not <laughs> hello um not that they're under body parts but like my arm holding something and mm-hmm. yeah I took a lot of photos but yeah. I mostly did band gigs yeah yeah which you, got you, us 
into gigs for free a lot. It got us into gigs. It got us into gigs, which I appreciated because, again, I was a little baby and I just kind of Mm -hmm. like would let you drag me around doing everything because I was like, I get to be cool Mm. because I had no fucking friends. (laughs) It's so funny now because now you're so cool and you have so many friends and you go out and do things. And I'm like this loser (laughs) who just stays at home all day and I do nothing now. I wouldn't say that I'm cool. I mean, I did regale you earlier with how I acted at the fucking cool night at the pub. Like, oh, let me tell you this piece of trivia. (laughs) Yeah, but you were all fucking nerds together and I think that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Whereas me, I'm just like, (laughs) I don't do anything. Yeah, yeah. But you also, you have a family and stuff. (laughs) No, I love them. My children. (laughs) I love them. I just kind of wish, like, I kind of wonder sometimes what life would have been like if you and I had done what we always said we were going to do and Mm -hmm. got a little apartment in Newtown together and... Life would have been so weird and different. Like I wouldn't obviously have it any other way. Yeah. But I had so many different plans that I wonder what, how they would have worked out. Because I, I still ended up doing it in a roundabout way. I know. Way. I didn't, did. I didn't mean to end up in Newtown. Like, um. You stole my dream. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> like I ended up in this house purely by accident. Basically, I had a friend who was looking to move out of her place and I was still living at home at the time and she wanted to move out of her place because she was living with a bunch of guys and she was like, no, I can't do this anymore. I can't live with these these guys anymore. And I think one of them was her boyfriend and they broke up as well. So Uh, you got to get out of there, man. You got to get out of Mm -hmm. there. So she was like, all right, you want to move out of Western Sydney. You want to move closer to the inner West where all of our friends are. And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, all right, well, like she was making fairly good money. So she was like, all right, well, let's find a place and, like, I'll take care of everything. Like, I, I paid rent, yeah, um, but it was substantially less than she was paying. Uh, so first thing we did is we we got a little flat in Dremoyne, so, like, near, like, Balmain and Roselle and stuff. Loved it there. It was really nice. It was on the Bay Run. And we were there for a year. And then yeah. the lease ran out and she's like, I kind of want to move a little bit closer. Do we want to look at getting a place like proper, like inner West? I'm like, okay. And once again, she took care of everything. And yeah. I'm still living in this house in Newtown four years later. I'm the only person that's been living in this house that entire time. <laughs> I've had a rotating cast of housemates and boyfriends, um, but I've been the one constant here since, since her and I moved in which is wild. I don't know why they still let me live here because <laughs> I like it's, it, it's not trash. I like, you know, I don't break shit, but I'm not exactly the most upstanding, tidy person. Sometimes I pay rent a little bit late, but they're extremely chill. So I'm just like, all right, well, yeah. So I've just been here ever since. And I love this house. Mm. It's, it's tiny, but I love it. And you know, I wouldn't trade it for anything else. But yeah, I, this wasn't the way that I was gonna, that I was thinking I would get here. I thought I would either get here with you or with some dude I dated. Because once I started dating yeah. dudes in the inner West, I pretty much exclusively dated dudes in the inner West. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, Newtown Performing Arts High School, give me all of your graduates, basically. <laughs> Like that kind of mm-hmm. shit, that kind of shit. Um, but yeah, so 
yeah, like I, I don't know how it would have gone had you stayed back. I don't know if we would have ended up here sooner or later or at all. Like it's really well, weird to think about how our lives would have been different. We did always want to start a podcast. Mm. Which we did. I do did. wonder what where we would be if we started a podcast of when we wanted to start the podcast initially because we would have been doing it for 12 years, yeah. I reckon. 12. We, we wanted to We would start, have been one of the pioneers. We wanted to start a podcast really early in podcasting when pretty much the only place you could get them was like iTunes and RSS feeds. That yeah. was it. Yep. Like Spotify wasn't a thing back then. All of these pod aggregators weren't things back then. It was just iTunes and podcasts were a new thing. Very yep. new. You had to put them on your fucking iPods. Yeah. Yeah. Like iPhones, like I don't know if they were a thing yet or if they were, they had only just become a thing. Yeah. So they probably did not have very much storage space on them. This was back when they had the curved backs. Do you remember early iPhones had the curved backs? You couldn't put it on a, it's back on a table flat. What the fuck? Fucking weird. Apple? Answer for your But crimes. then I think if we started a podcast then, mm. <laughs> if we started a podcast then, what would it have been? It would have been the most cringy, embarrassing. Would we would have, have just talked about Doctor so- Who constantly. Yes. I mean, it would have been like this, but not cool. Like yeah, pretty much. a nerdier, <laughs> weirder, pathetic version of this. The, uh, the opening uh, little musical riff would have been on a ukulele instead of a guitar. Yes, I would it, have played it on the ukulele because yeah. I was very into the ukulele back then. We both played ukulele back then. Yeah. And I still have one. I don't really... I have a couple. I don't bust it out very often. Uh, the last time that I played was... <laughs> so when Inside by Bo Burnham came out, um, uh-huh. I learned how to play that funny feeling on ukulele because I was bored. And I needed something to to uh, fixate on very briefly. So I know how to play that now. And since I learned it, I have not touched the ukulele since. <laughs> I think the last thing I played on the ukulele or learnt on the ukulele was the Adventure Time theme song. Oh, cute. Yeah, I used to play that as well. I used to play that as well. Because, um, yeah, I got into Adventure Time like when it first came out and that was still when I was in my ukulele phase. I was like, oh, my God, I can learn this. <laughs> like we were... When I was in my in-between stage, so I had stopped being a teen emo and this was before my emo resurgence in my early to mid-twenties, I was very much in that kind of twee little indie girl Tumblr phase. So Mm -hmm. I jumped on learning the ukulele. Like back when it was still cringy back then, but it wasn't super cringy like it is now. It wasn't oversaturated cringy. Yes, yes. Yes. It was like, look at that little ukulele freak. Not like, oh my God, another ukulele freak. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I used to carry it around with me. <laughs> everywhere. I used to carry that fucking shit around with me everywhere. Jace, Jace, I took it to parties, Jace. Jace, when I was 19, I took my ukulele to parties. <laughs> it's like, instead of the anyway, here's Wonderwall guy, it's you going, anyway, here's the Adventure Time theme song. Jace, Jace, Jace. Oh, no. No, 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 no. It's worse. It's oh worse. God, Do you want God. to know what my go-to, th- my go-to ukulele song was? Yes. What is it? <clears throat> Creep by Radiohead. 
I can picture you playing that mm-hmm. around at a campfire, mm-hmm. singing along. Mm-hmm. I have literally uh, done that. I've literally vodka done cruiser that. at your feet. Yes, I've literally done cigarette that. in your pocket. Mm-hmm. I have oh literally done that, Jace. <laughs> You know what I got actually the other day? I got a honest to God ad on Facebook for Passion Fruit UDL. Now I want one. Fuck. That was like my drink of choice when I was a, because it's so much alcohol and it just mm-hmm. feels like you're drinking a soft drink. Yeah. And you just knock them back. Yeah. yeah. And for yeah. me, it was the quickest way to uh, not be anxious and to not feel things. And I was like, that's it. Give me that. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't believe I got an ad for it. Now I feel like I'm going back to, to childhood. Re had that face like I was going to say, I feel like I'm going down to Dan Murphy's and getting a pack. Please don't start drinking spray. again, Jason. <laughs> Nobody wants that. Okay, but if you were to, how fucking funny would it be if you did it with a passion with a passion for UDL? Like the time when I was um 14 or 15 and I broke vegetarianism by eating a McDonald's cheeseburger but it's oh. me breaking sober sobriety with a passion fruit UDL, <laughs> That's nuts. oh my god I remember I remember being at a party I, I remember this clearly as well I can I know whose party it was my friend Lara it was uh I believe graduation slash birthday party it might have been her 18th mm-hmm. and it was at her house and I remember drinking a lot Mm. and she had a pool and I remember jumping in the pool blind drunk and screaming at people and people were like get out of the pool you're drunk get out of the pool and I'm there going it's fine it's all right I I I was in the bronze bronze league it's swimming I was in the bronze (laughs) swimming league it's fine I'm okay and I remember that but also maybe it's just a false memory because so many people brought it up after that. They were like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> everyone was like, hey, remember when you went and jumped in the pool and we were all worried you were going to drown because you were drunk and you were screaming and it's fine because you were in the bronze league and swimming. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, fuck. And then people then like, it would rain and we'd be walking through puddles and they'd be like, it's all right, everyone. It's all right. Jace was in the bronze league. At, in swimming, it's all right. <laughs> oh. oh my god! Oh, oh my god! It's like you know. Um, is there a doctor in the house? <laughs> oh yeah, no. I was bronze league. It's swimming. I can help. <laughs> oh god. I love that. I was fully I clothed as well. You. I should have mentioned that. Oh. Jumping in the pool fully clothed. Jumping but in the pool. I think that was a given. I think everyone could have guessed that. Jumping in the pool fully clothed is one of those things where you look at who I am as a person and you're like, Ree has 100% done that and you would be wrong. Yeah. I feel You'd like you wrong. wouldn't have done that because you wouldn't I would like the feeling that. of the clothes sticking to you. Yeah. Bingo. Got yes. it in one. I know you. Got it in I one. Know you. <laughs> you know me so well. And also, uh, I, I could not. Anything that would taint the like the way that I integrity looked, of your yeah would not do it would not fucking do it I was so obsessed with my appearance with how you I say was <laughs> I, I'm exactly the same now like I anything like that don't hate doing it hate doing it do not like it because you know I base so much of my self-worth on how I look 
<laughs> still at 30 years old nearly. Um, but yeah, back then I just would not have done it. Would not have mm-hmm. fucking done it. No way. Whereas but, me, I just yeah, you would have done all it. The kinds of shit. I'm just imagining was... you jumping into a pool in your Kevin Smith jorts, <laughs> and like, how would that? How would that work? How would that? Work? I would have drowned. You would have drowned. Or I would you know not that, be out of there. You know that thing where like you get in the pool and you're wearing board shorts and like the air kind of bubbles <laughs> up under it. It would have looked like hammer pants. <laughs> you would have had your own flotation device. Oh, so it's but fine. You wouldn't have denim. drowned. You wouldn't have drowned. Yeah, the heavy denim though. The heavy denim. Yes, yes. Oh my god, I <laughs> wore those jorts everywhere. You Fuck, did. they were the most disgusting things. Looking back, just mm. putrid. Like, just huge. They were huge because they were from the men's huge. department, of and they, they hung were. on my hips. They hung low on my hips, and they were just huge. Fucking yeah. hell. Yeah. Yeah. No wonder Gabby hated it. She hated it. <laughs> she hated me dressing from in men's. Like she hated when I would go in the men's department. Mm. Always tried to like push me towards dresses. I was very much anti-dresses, anti-women's clothing at that point. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, men's shoes, men's shorts, men's fucking shirts. If I could have bought men's bras, I would have. <laughs> <laughs> oh like, my God. Yeah, yeah, she hated it. I remember having this pair of pants that were women's and I got them from Maya and they might have been Miss Shop brand. I do remember that. My memory's really good at all these sort of trauma memories. Yeah, yeah. Way better than mine. (laughs) Fuck yeah, trauma brain. Um, (laughs) It it was – they also hung low on my my hips. They didn't have Mm. a button. They had one of those those hooks. Yeah. And – they were zip-off, wide-leg denim pants. Oh, my God. And I was obsessed with them. I wore them all the time. They were my favourite pair. And I thought that I looked so good in them. And, look, I probably did because it was, like, the fitted on the hips, baggy everywhere else, and I'd wear them with tight band shirts at that point. I was buying oh. women's baby doll band shirts. I hate I my that cut of shirt. shirt. I hate that cut of shirt. Oof. Me too, but mm. I, for some reason, I think maybe I couldn't get that cut in the band shirts that I wanted, like other cuts in the band shirts that I wanted. But anyway, they zipped off about three quarters of the way down. I miss zip off pants so bad. Mm. And I wore them so much that they ripped all the way up the back because they ripped from where I stood on them with the heel and the seam went all the way up the back all the way to the zipper. So it was like oh my it was like a tent flap at the back oh of both my- <laughs> legs. Oh my God. And I still wore them every oh single God. fucking day. And Gabby hated it. She would zip off the bottoms and chuck them and mm-hmm. then wash them. And then I'd find them to put them on and the bottoms would be gone. So I'd go and fish them out of the bin and zip the bottoms back on. And Gabby would see me wearing them and she'd be like, are you fucking kidding me? Oh my God, I got rid of those. And I, it was just this cycle of her throwing them out, me getting them back. And in the end, I would unzip them and hide them because she would just, I knew she would like get rid of them, but I loved them. And she must yeah. have been so happy. The the one thing, the one positive to Gabby about me getting fatter was probably that I grew out of those jeans. <laughs> oh my God. Because <laughs> there's no other way that I would have stopped wearing them. Oh my God. I just thought of something that I used to do. Okay. What? This is fucking 2000s as fuck. So, um, I had this pair of black skinny jeans, um, and they were 
they had like rips all up the front of both legs, like very Mm -hmm. frayed, but they were that way on purpose. And I was like, cool, love this. And what I used to do, God, this is disgusting. What I used to do was wear colorful tights underneath them. So you could Mm -hmm. see them through the rips. Mm Mm-hmm. I remember I went to see the band 30 Seconds to Mars. By the way, fuck Jared Leto. Um, I went to see the band 30 Seconds to Mars. Jared Leto, we know you're listening. Fuck you. Fuck you. Um, But yeah, I got a free ticket to this show. And this was kind of like, I was very, I was young. I was like 18, 19 at this stage. Um, And I wore those jeans with colorful tights underneath them. And a scoop neck, women's cut, green shirt with the Mighty Boosh logo on it. You got me that shirt. Yes, I got for you at Home Bake. Yeah, you got me that shirt and I wore it. And so my friend had won, my friend had won these free tickets. And I think I, I'm almost certain I mentioned this before because we've talked about experiences meeting celebrities. My friend won these tickets in a radio competition and part of it was that you got to go on stage for the last couple of songs. <laughs> I went up on stage and I, I'm i very good at making my way to the front of things. I'm pretty yes, much always barrier at any gig that I'm at where I'm in the mosh pit. I'm always barrier. I make it there. So I made it to the front and I literally stood next to Jared Leto dressed like that. Stood next to Jared Leto dressed like that. You're welcome for the shirt. What was wrong with me? What was wrong with me? And I really, really fucking hope there aren't photos out there. I I've hope never, there are. I've never looked online. And to all of our beautiful listeners who no. have ADHD and like to hyperfocus, <laughs> you know who you are. Oh my god. Google your little hearts out, please. I need to see. Oh my God. And the cool thing was at the end of the gig, everyone's clearing off the stage, but they're not really making any effort to clear the fans off the stage. Like the band's just packing up and leaving and everyone's kind of filing off. So I'm standing there and the microphone's right there and it's still turned on. Oh my God. So I go up to the microphone and I had a friend in the audience and I literally yelled into the microphone, I love you name out at the person. In the microphone. I am so embarrassing, Jace. Why do I do the things that I do? I hijacked Jared Leto's microphone. And I had met this girl. Um, Like, I think I'd only met her once before. And then I saw her again in the line at the concert. I'm like, oh my God, it's you. That's who I was fucking. And not someone that I'd been friends with for years. Someone I had literally met twice. I yelled into the microphone because I was gay. Um, and she's very pretty. Um, (laughs) I hijacked Jared Leto's microphone to yell I love you at a girl I had just met. I wonder if she tells this story and how she tells it to people. I have no idea. I don't talk to this person anymore. Like, not not because of anything bad, just like, this is someone that I knew over 10 years ago, like, just drifted, you know, whatever. But somewhere, oh <laughs> somewhere out there, she's got her own podcast and she's telling ah. this story. I was at the 30 Second to Mars concert and I bumped into this person that I knew. I'd only met once before. And then they were on stage wearing a green Mighty Boosh t-shirt with ripped jeans with uh, 
coloured tights underneath and they hijacked Jared Leto's microphone and told me that they loved me. <laughs> and I still it's, think about that. <laughs> it's so bad, isn't it? It's so fucking bad. That's it's, incredible. You, The way you described your outfit is like yeah. how they dressed Disney and Nickelodeon stars back then. It really is. You described your outfit like you were auditioning for High Five. Yeah. Yeah, it was bad. It was really bad. It was really bad. And I think like maybe a year or two after that was when I started drifting back towards just dressing like the the alternative person you see in front of you. It's simple. It's safe. Yes. Yes. Can't really come back to bite you. Yes. <laughs> like, oh, Ree's wearing a My Chemical Romance. Like, I'll fucking stand up right now. I'll show you. I'm wearing a My Chemical Romance shirt and... Fucking do it. Black skinny jeans. Black pants. That I got from Kmart. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, but like the thing is about like this, it's like, yeah, and like... Mm-hmm. It's, it's simple, you know. It's not coloured tights over ripped jeans. And these, these were jeans that sat on my hips... And oh my I, God. I have atrocious hip dips, guys. Like I have very not atrocious, beautiful but prominent. You. Um, I meant atrocious as in like they are just very like whoa. Um, and yeah, so these jeans sat on my hips. So I and I was wearing a women's cut T-shirt. So I yeah. just looked like just just wavy, just very wavy the sides of me. <laughs> Like those mirrors yes. that were very in. Yes, for those a wavy while. mirrors. I looked like one of those. And I need to reiterate that this was a scoop neck women's cut t shirt. This is something you would not catch me dead in these days. Would not catch me dead in it. I'm very grateful no. for the gift. But no, would not happen now. Would not fucking happen. <laughs> Damn, I'm gonna have to take your Christmas present back. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. If you Damn. if you got that for me, I was I would be like, okay, and I would just cut the bottom off. Turn it into a crop top. That's fine. Yeah. I can do a scoop neck. Crop. Yeah, I can do a scoop neck crop top. That's fine. I have a f- couple of those. They're very cute. It's the problem is with everything below the waist yeah. in those t-shirts, like how they flare out. It's just so weird. It's a weird cut of t-shirt, and I don't yeah. like it. I don't ever want to wear one ever again. Rant over. <laughs> I also wore tights underneath ripped jeans, but mine were grey ripped jeans with rips in the thighs mm. and the tights that I wore underneath were leopard print, not the jeans, not the leopard pants, but they were different. The colorful tights print. I had were leopard print too. They were bright blue Aww. leopard print, bright blue Aww. leopard print tights. Mine weren't bright blue. Mine were like regular leopard color, Yeah, but it was the same deal. Yeah, they it was were the same deal. Stretch jeans, mm-hmm. low waisted because everything fucking was back then. Mm-hmm. And then these tights that were higher waisted and then the jeans kept falling down because of the slidiness of the yeah. leg of the leggings against the denim. And then also because they were stretch jeans, they're half fucking elastic. Mm-hmm. So they would stretch out and fall down. Yeah. And I would wear them with my bright red, um, not Converse. They were the ones that I got from the Oxfam shop. So they were so knockoffs. They were the, yeah, knockoffs, but like ethically made Converse. Ah, yeah. I and think I remember those ones. Those specific ones, actually. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then I think I can't remember what shirts, but probably band t-shirts. But yeah, they were. Sh- it was tragic. The fashion back then was so tragic. It was. 
It was. Who, you mentioned meeting famous people. Who's the most unfamous, famous person you met? Like, like a local celebrity or someone obscure that isn't really like, no one would really know who they are, but um, you met them and you were excited. Uh, see, there's one that jumped to mind, but people, at least Australians will know who this is. But I met Nikki Webster once. Nikki Webster. <laughs> I met Nikki Webster once very briefly. Um, I, um, for a brief period of time when I was about like 19 or 20, I was crashing at my boyfriend's house at the time in Annandale. Um, this -hmm. was before I moved out properly, but I had kind of half moved in with him because this was during the period of time where Wendy and I did not get along. Um, Mm. and yeah, and she had a dance studio on Parramatta road and I used to walk up to the service station that was just past it to like grab snacks and stuff. And one time she was standing at the front and I, I, don't, I think she might have even been smoking a cigarette or something. Um, she was standing at the front and I walked past. And I'm just like. Not Australia's sweetheart, <laughs> Nikki Webster. I walked past. And I'm just like, I, I did a double take and I was like, I, I was like, ah. I just waved. Just like a little like. Ah. Ah. And then I just ran. <laughs> like, oh, that's so cute. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Like. <laughs> For those who don't know, mm. who are either too young or which freaks me out that there are people that are too young to remember Nikki Webster who listen to this podcast, <laughs> um, or you're from another country. Nikki Webster sang at the opening for the Olympic Games. Yeah, the 2000 ones. Yeah. And she arrived on a massive thong, which is not G-string, flip-flop. Flip-flop. On a massive flip-flop down from the sky and sung at the opening ceremony. Mm-hmm. when as She was a child at that point, obviously. And she's a white girl, blonde hair, curly blonde hair. And she became Australia's sweetheart. And I was my choir teacher's little Nikki Webster, which I've mentioned before, which fucking Gross. still creeps me out a little bit. But that's who we met. Very, very briefly. She's short. <laughs> yeah, she seems short. But also I'm She has a little tall, pocket rocket so, energy. Yeah. Um, I, I do have another one that I just thought who? of. But who? You are slightly involved in this one, so if you want to cut this oh, part, oh. if you want to cut this part out, that's fine. But I do we'll remember see. one time I got a voicemail from the members of Australian band Operator Please. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> do you want to tell that story, Jace? Um, one of the members of that band is a distant relative, and re loved him loved him no it wasn't him i loved a different oh, member of the I, other guy. I, I loved the other guy in the band ah uh, yeah the, yep, the, yep. the tall okay, so the tall like skinny bass tall, player skinny Ugh. one um yeah uh but this band had one popular song and they were really good actually they were a really good band but they just happened to have this one catchy song i that had everyone... their first two albums on cd whoa <laughs> yeah but yeah, so I got I real managed, into them. <laughs> I managed because I had this connection to the band, managed to get one of the members. First of all, I got a signed CD for E. Yes. I've got one as well yeah. in my cupboard, but really like I we I got both of us a signed CD, but mainly it was for E. Yeah. And also I got them to record a voicemail for yeah three yeah because i'll send it back over to you you can i was literally 
funnily enough, I was literally at a show at the Masonic Center at the time when this happened. And oh, wow. I went out, I went outside and I checked my phone. I was like, I missed it. Oh, like, oh. <laughs> it was, yeah, like fucking, oh my God. But yes, so uh, that is probably the most kind of like obscure celebrity c- celebrity encounter. Inter- encounter I've ever had. Do you have one? I had completely forgotten about that. Mine is probably, see, I've met bands because I used to hang out at Martin Place at the Sunrise set whenever there was a band playing. So I've met heaps of bands through that, um, you know, Franz Ferdinand and all of that, but they're pretty big. I've met, you know, All American Rejects. I'm sorry, did you just say you met Franz Ferdinand? Yes, I did. I'm sorry. Jace. I you took know, the day off school. You know to go how and obsessed I was with them. Oh my! Their first two albums still rank as like two of my favorite albums. They're so ever. good. They're so really good. good. So good. So you met them. You met who else? Yeah. Uh, you know, I met heaps of other better. All, Amer- All American Rejects, uh, Pacifier slash She Had. Damn. Um, you know, heaps of big bands, but probably the most famous unfamous one was when I was a kid. Do you remember the furniture store, John Coots Furniture? Yes. They were, I don't even know if they were anywhere else other than Sydney, Mm. but we were shopping for a new couch and I was maybe 11 or 10 Mm -hmm. and we were in there and then John Coote was in the warehouse. Oh my God. The actual John Coote from John Coote's furniture. And I remember. I remember chasing him down (laughs) through the warehouse, weaving in and out of of couches and dining tables and all of that. And I was like, John Coote, John Coote. (laughs) And then catching up and being like, I love your ads. Oh my fucking god. Chad, I'm your biggest fan. <laughs> I've seen all your ads. I've seen all your ads. Oh, oh my god, my. your furniture selection is just divine. But I was like, I was in my school uniform and everything. And I remember one of my parents took a photo of me and my brother and John Coote. I don't know where it is now. It's probably been thrown away. Oh my but god. I was so excited. Holy to have shit. met this man. Yeah. And he was like such Fucking a John local Coote. celebrity. So I said to Michael, I'm like, hey, you remember John Coote? He's like, what? Who? No. I'm like, John Coote's furniture. He's like, we, I don't think we have that here. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It was like a full-on New South Wales, Sydney thing. Holy but I was shit. so excited. I met John Coote. And that's like one thing that I remember so vividly is meeting John Coote. That was one of the best days of my childhood. Jace, you just described meeting John Coote as one of the best days of your childhood, <coughs> which honestly tells me all I need to know about your childhood. Listen, <laughs> when you've been put on diet pills and you've got oil leaking from your asshole, meeting John Coote in comparison is pretty fucking good. John Coote over butt oil any day. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, Jay! <laughs> I know, but he was—it was the actual John Coote in the fucking 
Bernard just stopped. To be fair, I would have done the same thing if I saw <laughs> the kid from the Lubemobile ads. <gasps> I love if I you know. Yeah. You know that little kid, the, the blonde one with the mullet, right? That's the one you're talking about. That's 13, 13, 32. Did you know that he went in, that was an audition. His scene there was an audition mm. tape. Yeah. And they ended up using his audition tape and not paying him. <gasps> yeah. Scandal. Yep. That's disgusting. I know. Lubemobile, I will no longer be requesting your services for the car that I do not own. <laughs> Lubemobile, you're not allowed to come and change my tampon, my fucking panty liner anymore all right i'm calling someone else to come and change my weight loss mobile is cancelled cancelled do you remember when uh o'brien had mark why mark from o'brien if you're not careful that chip can turn into a quack and he was like (laughs) everyone loved him and then they got rid of him from the ad and there was a huge uproar there was facebook facebook group saying bring back mark from o'brien and it worked and they brought him back and he Damn. came out later and said, thank you so much. You have like saved my career. Like, oh, the power of social media. I know. When you're so endearing, when you're as endearing as Mark from O'Brien, mm. it's, you couldn't let that icon go. You can't. You just can't. It's too important. It's too fucking important. Oh my god! I, wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm still mentally processing the image of you running through a furniture store screaming "John Jude" <laughs> at the top of your lungs. <laughs> oh my god! Like I just, um, you know, like I just imagine the scene from Mean Girls where they're in the bathroom and Damien runs after this. Daddy, you know, I love your work. Your work. Yeah. yeah, like <laughs> it was like that, that but, but I was being you genuine. And John <laughs> Yeah, except I was the shorter, younger one, and I was chasing mm. John Coote. I bet he's never been chased down like that, like he was a fucking beetle and in, he was the height of Beatlemania. That might, have, that might have been the highlight of his life, you know? I wonder if he, A, if, if he's he, still alive, yeah. B, if he thinks about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he tells his kids, you better fucking respect me because once upon a time there were kids screaming to come and get photos with me. <laughs> it was just me with <laughs> my brother trailing you. behind me. Oh my god, your poor brother. I, I think yeah, I know in more ways than one, but yeah. I think one of the other actual probably even worse than John Coote was oh I told this story on Twitter, but I went to music camp with the guy from the Monster Shapes ad. You're kidding me. Oh my he god. He was he was he, it was on air at the time when we were at music camp. It was still on rotation and he thought he was the shit for being in the Monster Shapes ad. Of course he did. Of course he I was did. sick because I had a migraine and it was so bad that I, it was one of those ones that upset my stomach. Ooh. So while everyone else was out rehearsing for the big performance and yeah. playing and all that, I was in the bed and I yeah. had flat Sprite and I think, you know, no food, mm. and like ginger biscuits or something like that. Yeah. And then I was coming out of the cabin to get some probably some chips or something because I was hungry I think I was like coming out of the cave coming out of my cave and I've been doing just anyway and I was looking for food and as I walked out he was there and I was like oh and he was like oh I guess you want me to say the line (laughs) and I 
can't even remember what the line was now, but yeah. he was like, yeah, I, oh, I bet you want me to say the line because everyone was like, say the line, like <laughs> say yeah. the line. And I was like, I just looked him in the face and turned and vomited. <laughs> I know that you were genuinely sick and you were in pain, but what a power move. What a fucking power <laughs> Can you move. imagine? Oh, I mean that. I bet you want me to say the line and then you just literally puke in front of him. I was like looking him dead in the eyes and then just... <laughs> probably traumatised that poor guy, but he probably deserved it. I oh, I felt so bad, but... No, also, don't feel bad. I didn't really want him to say the line. I didn't give a fuck. Yeah, you just needed to vomit. <laughs> yeah, I wanted food, but I also needed to vomit. And That's, that's a big mood. Brilliant timing. <laughs> Shout out to my body for that. Honestly, top-notch comedic timing, your stomach. It runs through me. Comedic timing runs through me. I just can't. And out of me, apparently. And out out of your mouth and out of your butt. Yeah, that's it. That's that's it. Yeah. Fucking leaking comedy out of every (laughs) orifice. New tagline for the pod. (laughs) (laughs) Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Do You Still Like Me? A podcast that's leaking comedy out of every orifice. My name is Jace. And my name is Ree. That's that's me every time I that's me every time I send you a picture of myself on the toilet. I'm leaking comedy. <laughs> out of every orifice. Out of, out of every one orifice. No, oh, sometimes both. Sometimes two orifices. Sometimes several, you know. <laughs> oh, but this is uh, no. okay. On that we've note. We've some pretty shit on stuff on no. this podcast, and that's this is on- probably the worst. <laughs> On that note, I think that might mean it's time to wrap it up. Um, yeah, I th- yeah. <laughs> uh, Jace, yes. even though I used to pull out a ukulele at parties and I stole Jared Leto's microphone, do you still like me? I love you. Of course I still <laughs> like you. I love you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Ree? Mm-hmm. Even though I used to invite you over to my house and then dress you up like a doll and then make you pose for photos to further my uh, photography career that never took off. Do you still like me? I do. I do. And honestly, (laughs) a couple of years ago, I would have never let you release any of those to the public. I would have been, no. But it's like, look, dude, I'm nearly 30. I did that shit when I was a literal teenager. Everyone does cringy shit as a teenager. I'm at the stage now. I'm at the stage now where I'm comfortable with... uh, with that just being cringe. out in the world, it's embrace like embrace yeah, the cringe. Embrace the cringe. Yeah, you got to get ahead of it. Yeah. If you don't yeah. release it, someone else will. Somehow. If you don't, if you don't release it, your butt will. <laughs> and okay. <scene>. Bye. <laughs> Bye. This has been another episode of Do You Still Like Me, a podcast for the unhinged by the unhinged. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at DYSLMPod and you can also contact us at DYSLMPod at gmail.com. You can find me, Ree, on Instagram and Twitter at Remansel, and you can find Jace on Instagram at Jace.Cordova and on Twitter at Jace Cordova. Thanks for listening. <laughs>